theyeshiva.net. It's interesting. I was uh, I was in Morristown yesterday in New Jersey. I have a boy who learns there in the yeshiva there. So uh, I was walking through the gym. They have a big gym. I was walking through the gym, so somebody stopped me. He introduced himself. His name is Daniel. His family comes from from the Ukraine. His father is not Jewish. Um, his mother is a Ukrainian Jewish, Jew, a secular woman. And uh, they ultimately left Ukraine. They moved to Israel, and then they relocated to Canada. I said, how did your... I see he's with him. in Yamakes and Yeshiva. So I asked him how his journey began. So he told me that, uh, you know, as he grew up as a Jewish kid, very secular, completely secular family. His father not Jewish. His father's a doctor. His mother is a nurse, a good Russian uh, career family. And he got into Zen meditation, which is a practice of many, many Jews. <laughs> 30% of Buddhists in America are Jews, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, and he described to me the meditation techniques that he got involved in. He took it very seriously. And one of the meditations he was doing is about how uh, all existence is preceded by awareness. And uh, to be able to go into that space and from that space, if you can really experience it, there's oneness. And it touched him very deeply. One thing bothered him. He said in every meditation that he did, he did this for a very long time, two boxes kept on showing up, which was the opposite of oneness. Everything was one besides two boxes. And it drove him crazy. And he says even when he would finish the meditation... It's a very, very normal, intelligent kid. Those two uh, boxes would stay. And he decided he has to get to the bottom of it because everybody he was involved with in terms of meditation, non-Jews, couldn't understand it. It was triggering something and he couldn't know, he didn't know what it is. So he says one day he just decided to open every drawer in the house. And he opened the drawer and uh, he sees a talus and he removes the talus, and he sees two boxes of tefillah. And he says, that's it? That's it? And he told me that when he was 13, he put on tefillah, he said when he was 12, he put on tefillah once in his life. And that image kept on coming back in every single meditation. And it wouldn't stop throughout the day. And he had to go on a search, what is the significance? Why is this disturbing his oneness? And that began on a journey, began on a journey. And today he's, he's in yeshiva. So I told them that we're learning now a maimah. So he listens to a lot of my shir, the maimarim especially, the Torah. So I told them that we're now learning uh, a maimah, the Dal Rebbe, when he wants to give an example of how Yiddishkeit is all about bringing the yesh back to the ayin of oneness. His first example is tefillah. The tefillin, you take parchment 
and you write Echad on it. And that Echad redefines the nature of the parchment and the ink and the scribe and the animal and the person putting on tefillin and their arm and their head. <laughs> so this was, uh, I said, you're a, you're a living example of this in a very deep, superconscious way. Now, this was just yesterday morning, so I wanted to share this. It was very interesting. So after a long discussion and conversation, a very long one, I think 10 shirt and 9 shirt and whatever we had, I don't remember. 12? Okay. You'd basically alachsen of, uh, of Shabbos, of an Ashama, of the world, of shame, of Ur, of Yesh, of Ayin, of Mamala Kalaman, of Sev of Kalaman. And that the ultimate aliyah of the neshama that only happens in and through its descent into our body and its physical embodiment in our world is the tuning in to soiviv yeah. with all the com- with all the details and nuances that Rebbe discussed, and how that's the tachlis and the yisoid of all the mitzvahs. And it happens in Olam Hazel. And he fi- finally finished that Chiyas HaMesim always needs the Moidim. Mandalay Karab Moidim, somebody who has no Moidim in their life, which means no form of Bittal whatsoever, in one way or another way. Can't experience Chiyas HaMesim, because Chiyas is all about Bittal. That's what it is. It's not even a punishment. It's, I'm just, I can't be present there. It's just, it's all about Bittal. So finally, the Al-Tarebbe now comes back to Shabbos, which is how the Maimah began. So it's page 84, Siv Dalad. On top it should say Bahar. As I told you, these paragraphs, everything has a kitzer. So Machzadek wrote a kitzer, an abbreviation, just to summarize it. So we have the kitzer of the last paragraph. It's good to read, I'll read it. The kitzer doesn't explain, it just reminds you the topic. It also teaches you how to summarize. When you finish learning a, a, a paragraph, you have to be able to summarize. If not, it's taignished, uh, as they say. So he says, And the diuk the, here is the light. Atzmos is not begeder seviv. It is. It's even beyond being called is. Isness is also a definition. Oyer is always experience. That's Oyer. Oyer is always experience. Oyer is how I experience something. It's the name. It's never the thing. It's the name. That's experience. That's the Chiddush. That experience is also Seifif. You would think Atzmos is beyond experience in terms of experience. It's not beyond anything, but in terms of experience, it's beyond experience. Oyer is about experience. The Chiddush is that even our experience of the finite reality is really an experience of the infinity. So that has, and that's the Chiddush of Tzimtzum not Kipshuta, that your experience of the finite is really an experience of infinity. You just have to be able to trace it back to its source. So when you say the Eirisev of Kalam, and that means our infinity is really our experience. That's what every person is capable of when you can trace back everything to its core. 
So there's two elements, a seivah and a mal. Shabchinas b'malakalam, and im ha'yoyse gamkin b'chinas oiru shmei levad, im kolzeho ain't seif mamash. So here he defines it. Seivah kalaman is called oir, it's called the name, and it's levad, but it's ain't seif mamash, v'lachein nikra shmei ha'gadl. Aval b'chinas, b'chinas b'malakalam, ha'mislabash b'toycholim, asuraka arabat sumtsamas. It's a constricted articulation of the energy. And it's not too light. We call it two. Because language creates duality. But it's not two. It's one. It's not like Hashem says, okay, now I have this light, I have this light. It's one light. In our perception, there's a duality. You understand? That's the key. The Eid itself is Ein Saif. Al-Tarebi used to touch Eid in Saif. The Eid is Ein Saif. Why? If you're talking about Hashem, in other words, most people, when they read Eid Ein Saif, they think it's the Eid of the Ein Saif. Al-Tarebbe says, if, if, it already comes from the Ramak, if it's, if it's, if Eid Ein Saif means the Eid of Ein Saif, he should have been called Ein Leitchila. You remember we learned the Basi Lagani, Tov Shechem Beis. Ein Leitchila is much deeper than Ein Leitchila. There are things if Hashem wants, they don't have to end, but they have a beginning. The Chiddush is, Ein Leitchila is much deeper than Ein Saif. Ein Saif means you have no end, Ein Leitchila means you have no beginning. That's deeper. If you have no beginning, you have no end. But you can have no end, because Hashem doesn't want you to end. He wants you to be eternal, but you have a beginning. You have a source. Right? Anything finite can't create itself. Because if it was here, the Chavis Alavavis says, Ein Dover Because if you weren't here, how did you create yourself? And if you were here, so you created yourself, then who created that? That's a shailan, something that Yesh Leitchila, something that Ein Leitchila, Transcends matter or space or time, doesn't have to be created. So if it, if Eid Sof means the Eid of Ein Sof, the Ramak says it should have been called Eid Ein Leitchila, <laughs> the Eid of Ein Leitchila. So the Altarebbe says Eid Sof means the Eid is Ein Sof, the Eid is Yesh Leitchila. You can't say Ein Leitchila on the Eid; it has a Tchila. <laughs> it's like the ray of the sun. Of course, it has a beginning. It comes from the sun. That's why it's called Eid Sof, not Eid Ein Leitchila. That's how the Balatanya explains it in other places. And the key of, for all of this is that Madrush and Pirkei de that he quotes earlier, before the world was created, there was him and his name. It was him. It was him. First of all, what's the Kiddush of the Madrush? That God was here before creation? Yeah, if he created the world, he had to be here before creation. He couldn't have been created together with the world because then who created him? You know, the first question we was like, who created God? If God needs a creator, then it's not that type of Indian. It's a different type of Indian. You're imagining Hashem in terms of the world. So first of all, what's the Chiddush that he was here before the creation? What does it mean? He was here with his name. So the Al-Tarebbe's Taich here is, and this is this has ramifications, Ad Ein Saif, literally. If you say before creation he was here with his name, it means that all creation was here before creation. Because that's what the name is. The name is the ability to articulate yourself in a way that you can be experienced as an atom, or as a cell, or as a neuron, or as a squirrel, or as an ant, or as a bat, or as a bee, or as a beer, or as a groundhog, or as a black hole. That's the name. I could say a few more adjectives, a few more titles, but you get the point, I hope. If you say he was here with his name before, it means all creation was here. Because that's Shmoy. But how was it here? It wasn't here as Isis. It wasn't here as Mamali. It was here as as Ur, as Ein Saif. The ramifications of that, of course, are very profound in terms of achtos, in terms of what the world really is. 
in terms of what we're capable of connecting to, v'chuli. V'shoyrish ha-neshamas, m'bchines yishtabach shimcha. Hainu m'bchines b'malakalam, m'bchines chachma. No small thing. The Shona comes from Chachma. The Haliyah in this world is Gili Seyv of Kalaman. The Gili is a Nimshech Adai Maisa Mitzvah. Shetaklaluson, Teira, Avoidig Melus Chsadim, Shetachlus Yisaydoisam Bitlayesh. Vaydez a Nimshech Aschar Mitzvah Gili Pchines Ayan Shalomaylam Yachachma, Mashachachma Tmotzi Pchinezu, Derech Yashmeyay. Now I just wanted to comment, somebody said a few days ago, if you if you embrace save of Kalalman, a tzaddik and a rosh are the same. Yeah, that was your uh, your comment. So I I, I push didn't want to lose the flow, but I just want to be masak in the comment. Just Reb uh, Shmuel Rozovsky was the Rosh Hashiva of Ponovich, so he would often say in his shiurim, abisal hamtake." You know what hamtake is, huh? A little yeah, a little splendor, sweet and low. Or in the old days it was a sugar cube, but today that's uh, forbidden. Yeah, so just It's not the same. It's of Kalalman, the Rosh is Nishkin Russia. You understand? Huh? The male of the Rosh is not a Russia. <laughs> But it's a little it's different. Yeah, and he said before that Medr said that Hashem consulted Nishmeseim, Nishmeseim shall tzadikim, v'amachkolam tzadikim on the etzim bria sa'olam. In other words, there's an inyan in the neshama that's that's deeper than bria. Yeah. So dalit, siv dalit, perik dalit. V'inimeata yuvin gam kininyan shtei shabasas kilchasam. After the whole ariches, and only after the whole ariches. We could understand the Shtei Shabbos's Kilchasan. What's the Shtei Shabbos's Kilchasan? He quoted earlier. The Gemara says in Masechus Shabbos, Il Moli Yisrael Meshamr Shtei Shabbos's Kilchasan Meyadei Negolin. And Jews keep two Shabbos's, two Shabbos's the way they have to, they're redeemed. In Yerushalmi it says one Shabbos. So the Balatanya said it's not a contradiction. He's talking about two dimensions of Shabbos within each Shabbos. Within each Shabbos, there's two Shabboses. He started over the Maim. It says in Kisvei Harizal, Shabbos is a time of Aliyah Soilamus. The worlds ascend. That's their language. What does Aliyah Soilamus mean? He asked the beginning of the Maimer, there's no space devoid of Hashem. So what do worlds have to go up? They can stay down. What's what's so more exciting about up than down? If Kedusha Shabbos means there's some revelation of the Ein Seif in the world, so he's down here too. There's no space devoid of him. What, what, why is the Lashon Aliyah Silamus? What, what does it mean? What does it even mean, Aliyah Silamus? The worlds go up. What happens? When you say the word Aliyah, what it means is, it doesn't mean you have to go up to a second, to a second floor, to a third floor. Aliyah means there's a concept of the, there's the bittel of the yesh to the ayin. Going up here means that what does it mean going up? It's not in physical space. Going up here means the person opens up to a deeper interpretation of reality. 
That's what, that's what Aliyah means. Aliyah means here, the person opens themselves up or gets opened up. That could be different situations. What depends on what causes the bitl. Either they open themselves up or they get opened up to a deeper interpretation of the same reality. And the change in that is very profound. You know, what happens when sometimes somebody lives in a certain perception of reality for many, many years? And that's what makes them tick. That's, that's their orbit. And then one day, or after a long time, but things happen or th- something happens and, or there's, there's deep work, whatever the, whatever the circumstances that cause it are, and then suddenly, or not suddenly, but what happens is you see the same reality. It's the same person, maybe the same room, the same spouse, the same children, the same world, the same God, but you see something else. Your interpretation, your experience of the reality is completely different. You may, for example, open up to the fact of a certain, a certain uh, stuckness you were in, a certain perception that you were living in, and the whole world was being experienced from that place of perception. And then suddenly that perception dissolves or expands, and you're like, OMG, and I don't mean, oh my Google. Did this happen to anyone sitting here in this room ever? Huh? And you're only 18 years old. Wait till you get 48. It'll happen a lot of times. If it happened when you're 18, it's going to happen another few times, which is good. (laughs) Sometimes it's not just, you know, I found out new information. I'm not talking about information. It's like the world is a different world. For the first time, you see who your wife is or who your husband is or who you are or who your child is or whatever. Kel Nekama Saifia. I spoke of you. Kel Nekama Saifia. You know, for the first time he appears. It's very, very intense experience because you have to rethink everything because everything I was doing and thinking was based on, on an old reality, on an old interpretation. Reality didn't change. My interpretation changed. A paradigm shift. So you have paradigm shifts in terms of realities that are more objective, you know, if I'm studying science or whatever, different people who invent or create new ideas, but you have paradigm shifts when it comes to your own internal emotional state of being, it's a very, very profound transformation. Now, some people will fight this tooth and nail. Adzi Bullah Basra, until their last breath, they will not go there. They know, they know, their soul feels it. <laughs> so they do not go there. They will fight you tooth and nail. And if they have a good head, they'll convince you how you're stupid. <clears throat> I knew of a person, he was a very, very brilliant man. He's already on the Olam Amos. But he had a little cha- challenge, some challenges. So they uh, put him up with a therapist. He was a really smart guy. So I asked, what happened? He said, he convinced the therapist that the therapist is Bashuga. So now the therapist is going to therapy. <laughs> he partially convinced that he's Bashuga. <laughs> he made him question his own existence. Why should you make me question my existence? I'll make you question your existence. <laughs> the point is, right, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll fight it subconsciously. Because it's 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 not an easy place to go to. That's how he's teaching. So all Aliyah Soilam is a teach bittel. What's bittel? Bittel means I unravel things. I remove layers that open me up to a deeper way of experiencing the reality. That's called bittel. And it's always it's it's a bittel because it nullifies 
an outer layer and it goes into a deeper layer. That's what we spoke before, the aliyah of the future. The aliyah Hanashamas. Beyond Ganeidin, what was the aliyah? We said the Neshama comes back into a goof. That's not an aliyah, it's a yirida. Ganeidin is an aliyah. So why are you calling that the ultimate aliyah? It's the ultimate yirida. <laughs> you know, you say by Yard says, the Neshama is lahaban an aliyah. Chisa Mesim is the Neshama is lahaban an aliyah. Wrong bracha. Why is that called Aliyah? Because Aliyah doesn't mean if you're going up or going down. It's how you're going to view the guf. The moment you're going to understand, appreciate, save of Kalalman, call it a Yiridah. That's the biggest Aliyah. Why? Aliyah doesn't mean I go from the Gashmi to the Ruach. Aliyah means the way I see and I experience and I interpret the reality. So he says, Va'inyan, to explain this, what is the Sinyan of Shabbos? <clears throat> The language in Parshas Bereshis, which we say every Friday night in Davening, and we say it in Kiddush. So how do we touch the Pasuk? It's a little bit of a longish Pasuk. So if you just translate it literally, there's a lot of redundancies. Yeah, You say, What does that mean? People will touch heaven and earth finished. Elakim finished on the seventh day the work he did. And then he rested on the seventh day from all the malach that he did. The Malatanya says these words capture the essence of Shabbos. They're not just saying something technical. What does it mean he rested on the seventh day? It already said, so we'll say rest doesn't mean he rested. God didn't sit on a couch. It means he stopped working. But you just said that. Beautiful. He stopped working. He finished. No more creation. Great. So we also don't create on Shabbos. Makes sense. But then you said, He rested. What is that supposed to look like? I understand when you say a person rested, they exerted themselves for six days. They worked 12 hours a day, maybe 20 hours a day, and barely slept and barely ate and barely had time to relax. Comes a day and you're like... Plop down, we're going to sleep. I get it. So what's pshat vayishbaz vayem mashri? What's the sinyan? So you'll say, it's a metaphor. It doesn't mean he rested. He didn't have to rest. But you already said he finished his work. So the Pasuk is trying to say something. Vayishbaz. Says the Al-Tarebbe, no, it means vayishbaz. Hu al-derech mashal. For this you need a mashal. May Adam Shah says a malacha, a person who was engaged in labor. Kamay shakasev eizasech. An example he gives here is somebody who writes, a writer. Writing is not a simple task. If there's any writer sitting here in this room, I know we have a few writers, to take an idea and really transcribe it in a way that it's eligible and pleasing to the eye and to the, to the intellectual palate, it's, it's, it's a serious malacha. What happens? He's going to describe now what writing is. Kedarka in a few lines... But what you have to know, if you ever want to become a writer, this is what you're going to have to do. Hine tzarech sichloi leidet, atshi yislabesh behamidus, vahamachshava, vahachakach yerdim kulumam islabshim bekoich hamaisa. Vahachar shenach memelachtoi choiznim kolakoiches umisalim venechlolim bekoich hastasechel ubaatzmus hanefesh. Writing, you have to completely tune in to the words. You're taking your internal experience. 
He says, you have to take your seichel, which is your, your awareness, your mind. And if I leave it the way it's in my mind, that's not writing. Writing requires what's called tzimtzum. I have to completely focus in and have it go through levushim. It has to, he says, it has to go into the middas, it has to go into machshava, and then it has to get into my fingers and get down on paper, which is koyach And that's an avoida. You have people who have grand ideas. Write it down, there's a blockage, I can't write it. They write it down, you don't even understand what they're saying. They themselves don't understand what they're saying. By the way, speaking is a similar avoida, but writing is even more. Because speaking, you can get away with redundancies. Speaking, you can get away with redundancies. Yes, speaking, you can get away with redundancies. Chazak, chazak, v'nez chazek. In writing, you can't. Speaking, you can get away with using a few adjectives. It works. It's writing, you can't. It has to be meduyik. I'm talking about good writing. I'm not talking about, you know, ziburis, uh, shebeziburis. The difference of good writing and bad writing is not a different alphabet. You're using the same alphabet. But it's the tziruf, it's the combination of the, of the same letters, you know? Filthy words and, and, and eloquent words using the same A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, right? But this produces uh, something exceptional, inspiring, exceptional, deep. And this is, you know, trash. It belongs in the dustbin. Ayid once came to the Ragachava gone. He was very sharp with a safer. He wouldn't give haskamas easily. So he looks at the safer. He's, pss, 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 pss. he's very, uh, seems impressed. So the Jew was really taken aback because they told him that Akachava, you know, is nisht, uh, you know, he's not that person. <laughs> so, uh, and then he gives it back to him. So he says, the, the Rav is going to give me Askam? He says, no, no, of course not. So he says, why were you going? Pss, pss. He says, I was impressed with the phenomenon. Usually I'm used to, he says, as von Schmattes machen ein Papier. Aber du hast gemacht von Papier Schmattes. Which means most people, they take Schmattes and they turn it into pa- paper. He says, you took paper and you reverted it back into, into shmatas. I was very impressed. There's different types of writing. The idea of ksiva, though, is it takes a tremendous effort to take that whole inner awareness, and I have to, he says, translate it from seichel into midas. Midas is always experience, emotion, sensation. You feel it. It has to go into machshava. Machshava are thoughts. That's not seichel. Like we learned before, seichel and machshava are, are friends or enemies. They're together, but they're not the same. <laughs> right? Seichel and machshava are not the same. They're always, machshava comes with seichel, but it's not the same thing. And from there, that's still not enough. I can have it formulated beautifully in my mind. Now you got to get it down on paper. That's a whole other avoid. You say, now Tereba did it in these lines, Gufa. Yeah. And it, it, and, it, and, and it takes tremendous effort. It's like you have to go into the zone. And you could sometimes sit. Real writers, real writers can sit hours and hours and hours on a sentence. It used to be, when I was a kid, there was typewriters, right? Some of you remember typewriters. Uh, today, right, you cut and paste, you copy and paste. It's a little bit of an easier avoida. But real writers, whether it's with their hands or typewriters, you sat... Sometimes on a sentence, how to, how, to, how to describe a sentence. It's a little bit of a lost art today by many, because with text, you know, you're not allowed to even spell a word completely. Chas v'shalom to write you. It's like UW. Um, with the emojis, you know, you could be really uh, illiterate. But the point here is, ksiva is an avoid. What happens when I finish writing? So he says, what happens? The koiches come back 
and they're misala and they're resubsumed in the kayach hasechel and atzmos hanafesh. You know, we say in Yiddish, there's an expression: person was working, working, ich bin gekommen zu sich, ich darf kommen zu sich, ich darf kommen zu sich. I have to go back to myself. You weren't yourself. You were lying. You were faking. You were wearing a mask. You were wearing a Purim costume. Ich darf zurückkommen zu sich means my energy was being projected and being focused and tuned into a particular task, which completely defines it. Kumen zuzich means that that whole creative power could, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, go back and become part of the person himself. So all my koiches went into the malacha, <clears throat> and exhaustion comes from distance. The more I'm investing in the work, the more I'm exhausted. Because my energy is, is really being challenged to go into something. So I'm getting more exhausted and more exhausted. What's prat minucha? What's prat serenity? Ich kom zurück zu sich. I come back to myself. Yeah. My koiches, my faculties, so to speak, are reclaimed by me. <laughs> when I'm doing work, they can't re- be reclaimed by me. The same is true when a person is writing. The same is true in other types of malachas. He's giving here an example of malachas aksiv, but the same is true with everything else. If a person is is playing basketball, if a person is mopping the floor, if a person is doing a wash, if a person is in construction, if a person is doing artwork, <clears throat> if a person is writing blueprints, if a person is set, sitting and counseling patients or clients, if a person is running around to appointments, whatever whatever your form of work is, to do the good work, your creative energy, your emotional energy, needs to be focused and invested in it, and it, so to speak, goes away from you. And that's very exhausting. Because also the definition of exhaustion. We exhaustion, I'm working hard. Why when you what's working hard? Working hard means there is somewhat of a nituk, a, a dissonance, a separation between me and my koiches. My koiches are out there. You know, sometimes you come back from an event, you're exhausted, you didn't do anything. Right? But you did a lot. <laughs> Some people come back from an event, you're exhausted for three days. Especially if you're an empath and you're sensitive. Why? Because whenever I'm in a matzav that my koiches have to go out, for some people, being just being social. Not everybody will relate to it. But just saying hi to everybody, right? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? It's exhausting. It's just exhausting. It's like, I have to go back, you know, take a salt bath. <laughs> You, you need to reclaim your energy. But every malacha is that. In this form or that form. So when it, when, when, when it, when it reunites with me, he calls it, it's nichlo. It goes back up. It goes back up. Not physically, it goes back up. It re, it re, it re, it, it's resubsumed. In me, that's called serenity menucha. Kach al derech mashal. That's what vayishba is bayoy mashvi. You say Hashem rested. It means those words. What's that rested? Hashem makes the world in six days. And the Balatanya teaches it should have said, not in six days he made the world. No. He made six days. Each day is one of the middas. That's what he made. He had to articulate infinity into the concept of six days. The divine Chachma and the divine Midas descended through many, many filters, restrictions, 
They condensed themselves, restricted themselves to enclose themselves in Asada Mamaris. What's that Asada Mamaris? Asada Mamaris are ten sentences. It's the same true with a speech, just like writing. I have all these amazing ideas. Now I have ten minutes to speak. It's called Asada Mamaris. Say it in ten minutes. I can't say it in ten minutes. If you can't say it in ten minutes, don't say it. You can't say it. it can you articulate it? And you want the Olam should understand it. If you want them to understand, you can't give them what you're thinking. You have to give them what they're capable of receiving. That's tzimtzum. So asa Hashem sheishis yamim to be able to take ein seif and to articulate it and let it go through a process where it suddenly becomes the engine of a finite universe. And when I say the engine of a finite, I'm not talking about one engine. I'm talking about endless engines because every nivra has a different consciousness and a different chemistry, which is based on one of the Asara Mamaris or on a combination of letters. It's Asara Mamaris it begins, it's ten, but it's not ten creatures in this world. <laughs> Most of the nivraim are not mentioned in Bereshis. Why? There's no rocks in Bereshis. In Bereshis you have light, you have water, you have firmament, you have vegetation. Right? You have the sun and the moon and the stars. You have a lot. You have animals, mammals, fish, and a person. But first of all, within fish, you have millions of species. Every fish has different chemistry. Within stars, every different galaxy, every different star. Within people, every person is different. And then there's so many details that are not vegetation. But how many types of vegetation are there? Tachayaritzdesha. Between trees and vegetables, legumes, shrubs, branches, so many different types. Everyone is a different mimer. And that's all an articulation of Ein Soif. That's called Malacha. We're not talking about if God got exhausted, he got a headache from work, he needs to go to sleep. It's the concept of Tzimtzum, that's Malacha. And that's why in the whole story of creation, you will only find Shema Lekim. Only Elikim. You know that. There's no other name there. So the big, brilliant Bible critics in Germany said, of course, it's a different author. <laughs> Beresh is the first chapter. Beresh is the second chapter. It's a different author. This was authored by M and this was authored by P. Not allowing themselves to be Teufus the Amkus Ha'inyan. Because it's exactly the, first, the second chapter introduces Shem Avaya. Why? Shemalakim represents tzimtzum. What's tzimtzum? Tzimtzum is the filter that blocks out most of the energy, which is what's called tzimtzum. The filter that blocks out most of the energy. Tzimtzum is the prerequisite for creation. If the doors of perception were cleansed and the tzimtzumim would not exist, everything would appear as is, pure infinity. So the Bria happens to Shema Lekim. Or B'Shabbos Ksiv, then comes Shabbos. And here he teaches us, Vayichala Lekim. So how do we teach Vayichala Lekim? Vayichala Lekim, Vayoy Mashvim, Malach Tashirasa. Elekim stopped working. He says, no, there's something much deeper. Vayichala Lekim, Hainu Elekim stopped. Shekalu Uposku Hatsim Tzumim. Vayichala Lekim, Elekim seized. Not Vayichala Lekim, something else. Elekim came to our Vayichal. Tzimtzum seized. That's the pshat. Ah. Yudke Vavke is the shame of his galus, revelation. Shame Elekim is the shame, it's called Midas Hadin, holding back. Tzimtzum. Condensing, restricting, filtering. What the conscious brain does to the unconscious brain. 
It has to filter most of the information, not allowing it to trickle through this little tiny opening, because if it does, it's like taking a cup of water from the Niagara Falls. You can get water from the Niagara Falls. You can get from your sink. Yeah. Elikim came to an end. Elikim. Huh? On Shabbos, on Shabbos, Shekalu Paskuat Simtum. What says Paul What happened? That's Aliyah Soilimus on Shabbos. Aliyah Soilimus on Shabbos means that Elikim was killed. Elikim means it was Oila, it was Nichlo. The energy of Simtum became what it really is. It allowed itself to be reclaimed. By what it really is. It's Sayyid of Kalam. It's infinity. Back to our marshal of the writer. His Seichel had to be completely focused and tuned in and filtered and restricted in order to be able to produce this article or this book. And then when you finish, it's like, <sighs> the Seichel and the Midas which were in a state of hashpala, they don't disappear. They're just reclaimed by the shayrish, by the source. Mekom tzurik tzizich. By the person that may be sitting down on a couch. But it's not the sitting down on the couch that matters. Yes, that may be just a physical symptom, but it represents the fact, I'm coming back, I have to come back to myself. We say it in English, right? In Yiddish, I'm coming, I'm coming back to myself. You weren't yourself, you were faking before, and I wasn't faking. Huh? Tshuva, yeah, that's tshuva. That's tshuva. So this is the type Shabbos. You say Hashem rested. What's Pshat rested? The Pshat is as follows. The whole world is divine energy. Everything. There's nothing that's not divine energy. If there was no divine energy, it wouldn't live. Everything is divine consciousness. Everything is divine awareness. That's its existence. That's the nature of existence. So what's Pshat? He rested from this creation. It means that throughout the world, throughout the six days of the week, the divine energy is projected into the malacha, like by a person where my seichel and my midis are going through a tzimtzum so that they could be completely manifested within these words. And you have to go into that zone. And then Shabbos, the very kaiches, the divine kaiches, so to speak, are oila, they're reclaimed by the essence. In other words, they go back to their shayrish, which is ein saif, which is beyond tzimtzum, that's why the expression of Shabbos is in Aser Sadibris. Shabbos lahavaya, not lelikim. Shabbos lahashem. Shabbos liyut kevavke. Sheish yisom tavu v'sizu kom belachdecha v'yoy matshvi. Shabbos lahashem elikecha. Over here it's not benesh's bar elikim. Bar is elikim, and Shabbos is lahavaya. Literally, Shabbos lahashem means it's a rest day for Hashem. He says, no, it means something much deeper. It means the Shabbos is a Shabbos of Havaya, of Yudke Vovke, instead of the Chiyus of Havaya being filtered through Elikim, which is what creates Memalikal Almen. What happens on Shabbos is Vayichal Elikim, and it becomes a Shabbos where it goes all back to Yudke Vovke, which is the Gili of Ein Soif without Simpson. Now you have to understand, if I was playing basketball, for two and a half hours, and I certainly exerted myself. Why? Because my energy was in the ball. 
It was in the ball. I wasn't a couch potato. And there's a lot of focus. Or I was doing exercise, another form of exercise. Or I was running. Or I was painting a picture. Or writing a book. Or whatever I was doing. I was trying to convince somebody something on the telephone. Right? And I was zoned in. I was tuned in. And that's where I was. I was there. We're talking about a real person. Hashem is real. It's not like I'm not really there. You know, I'm talking to somebody and I'm not listening because I'm texting. That's not Avayit. That's not Malacha. Malacha is you're there. It captures you. It defines you. You're in a state of tzimtzum. When you're in a conversation with somebody, you have to tune into their world. You can't not tune into their world and I'm not in a conversation. It's tzimtzum. Koyach tzimtzum. So now I'm finished. I come back to myself. What happens to the painting? The painting remains on the wall. The article remains on the computer. The basketball remains in the field. They tell you know the story. They tell about Reb Chaim Kanevsky. Somebody asked him if he could play basketball on Shabbos. So he said, "What do you, what do, you do?" So they said, "You take the ball and you uh, you, 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 you you dunk it through the the hoop." He says, "Why can't they just do it before Shabbos?" <laughs> <laughs> if that's the objective, just do it before Shabbos. <laughs> so, the basketball remains a basketball, and when I finish the laundry, the laundry remains clean, Baruch Hashem, and the article is on the computer. I came back to myself, but here it's a little, here, not a little deeper, it's completely different. If the world is divine energy, and divine awareness, so when God reclaims his energy, what else goes up? <laughs> the Gansevelt, the computer too. <laughs> the article too. Yeah, that's Aliyah Silomus. God goes back to himself like, I had enough with you guys. <laughs> he was himself even during the Tzimtzum. The Pshat is, the Kaychas go up, the world goes up. In other words, for a person who has Eidola eyes, it's a different world on Shabbos. It's not the same world. Now you'll ask, I don't see it. When I look at the stars Friday night, it's the same stars like Thursday night. Sorry, no soy of Kalam. And when I look at the squirrel outside of my house or the deer, it's the Zelbe deer of, of Mitzvah Banacht. Yeah? They said, but the Bashemta, he would go out Friday night to Davin, outside of Mezhebush. So uh, the goats, there were a bunch of goats there. And the goats would, uh, <laughs> would lift up. Uh, their forelegs, like people, they were standing as a... So I saw somebody writes, I think the Kamarnas, the Didachaiver, he says, Avada, it's Aliyah Salamis. <laughs> so of course the goats went up. So he says, I don't see it. But it's exactly, we, we have it in, in our own life as well. When I look at somebody sitting on a couch, and they seem very relaxed, do I ever know what happened over the last three hours and what they're reclaiming their energy from. Unless I sit down and talk to them, I may never know it. All I see is you're sitting. Do I know on your face what you're, what you're processing? Do I know what anybody is processing here? Sometimes I could guess, and it's often wrong. I don't know. Do you, do you know what your spouse is processing? If you don't ask, you don't know, right? It's a brilliant thing I just said. If you don't ask, you don't know. I don't know what you're processing. People could look at you like this and you just think they're like thinking about, you know, I don't know, Joe Biden. No, not you. And not you either. Donald Trump. Also not. Okay. Right? And what what happens? But really the person is processing very deep stuff, but I don't see it. 
I don't see it. And then you tell me, you know what I'm going through. No, you're not going through it. I don't see it. You have to have eyes. You have to see the Plimius. So yeah, I look at the world on Shabbos. If I'm not, if my eyes are not filtered themselves, so then I could say there's no difference. But the energy of Shabbos, it's a different world. It's a different reality. There's a story about the Ruzhina, the Helik Ruzhina. You know the Bissau Ruzhina. When he was a child, he was learning Gemara and Cheder. And they were learning Masechus Shabbos. I think it's Daf Samach Tes. The teacher was teaching a sugya, Hoya Mahalach Bemidbar, if you're walking in a desert and you don't know when Shabbos is, what do you do? You lose count of time. So there's two opinions over there. One opinion is, one opinion is you count six days and you celebrate Shabbos, or you celebrate Shabbos and you count six days. It's either Kibriyasi Shalaylam or like Adam Arishan. Other issue when it was created right away, the next day was Shabbos, and the world waited six days before Shabbos. So that's the Shaila how you do it. So the Bistral of Rizhin, you're lost, in, you're lost in, a, in a desert. You don't know time. You want to know why he didn't take a cell phone? That's a good kasha. But he didn't take a cell phone, or the battery died. And Google Maps weren't working. wasn't working. So the Rizhin told his teacher, Ich nicht. I don't understand. So he repeated the Gemara. He says, He repeated this, the, the scenario a few times. After a few times, he says, Guy is in a desert. He has no calendar, no people. He's like lost of time. He doesn't know. Is today Monday? Is today Tuesday? Is today Wednesday? Is today Thursday? He's stuck six, six months in, in the wilderness. It happens. Person loses. You had people in the camps. They didn't know the time. There was always the Jew who knew when Shabbos, Yom Kippur was. I heard from survivors. You probably heard. They didn't know time. There was no calendar. Right? What do you do with Shabbos? So he says, Was verstehst du nicht? So the Rujana said, Wie kann man nicht wissen? Wie kann man nicht wissen? Mikita Kuk in Himmel. Oh, Mizetta, so Shabbos. You look up and you see it's Shabbos. What's, what's, why is it so complicated? That's what he said. So the teacher said, <laughs> Now I don't understand. This was, the, they call him the Heliki Rujana. So the point is, we have to be sensitive to that. The outside body language of a person, I may not be able to see in it the tremendous uh, internal changes it goes through. That's why when the Chassidah says, Aliyah Sa'ilamas on Shabbos, it's always the Pnimius of the Ilamas. The Chitzainius, you're not going to see a difference. The same plants. But the Pnimius, it went from Amali to Sa'ivah. It's Anandavelt. And that's why things that are during the week, they're mundane. On Shabbos, they're holy. Marshal food. It's a different type of Indian. So Machzadik once asked the Alter Rebbe, he writes, I asked my Zayda, you're not allowed to do on Shabbos boyder, and whenever you eat, you're doing boyder, you're being mavarid, and the tzutzis. So he said, no, Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, the Aliyah, the food is different food. <laughs> you say, yeah, convince my calories. It starts then, yeah. There's different stages in Kabbalah, what of Aliyah Salamus. It's a far mikveh, nach mikveh, it's different stages. Before mincha, after mincha. Kegavna, barchu. It's different to lechadoidi. In Priyetzchayim, that result is very, uh, so a So this is the pshat. So when the energy goes up, it's not just his energy goes up. The world goes up. Because that's what it is. The world is divine energy. So the whole world goes up. That's the key in the, in the nimshli you have to understand. So Vayishbaz Bayem Ashri means God, so to speak, reclaims himself. What says he reclaims himself? 
that the world is now a place of infinity. You're, a, you're in a space of infinity. There's a different energy on Shabbos. You're a different person on Shabbos. If you open yourself up to that. Very good. Even if you don't. So he says, I am Hashem, you're Zion. I search the heart, I examine the kidneys. I could see heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are the same. Therefore, I investigate, I go into the heart and the kidneys. Nothing blocks and darkness is like light. In other words, Mitzat Saiviv, there's no space that's too low. There's no space that's distant. So you don't say, oh, this place is a pastnish for Hashem to look at this. What, I'm going to look into your kidneys? That's not nice. <laughs> it's full of, you know what, the, the, the kishkas. It's not, uh, it's, it's hot dogs. Right? It's not nice to be there, to look there. So he says, Ani Hashem. If it's Saiviv Kalalman, Sechaykelev, Beichen Kloyas, Lamatas Kamay Lamayla. So the hashgacha in the lowest place is identical like the hashgacha in the highest place. When you say this is too small for God to care about, it's not because you know how small it is. It's you don't know who God is. If I say this life, this detail is too small to be significant, it's because you're not toif as the of a lakus. You think Hashem, you're comparing it to human human being. You're talking about mamalu. You're talking about soiviv, the kidney... If I'm talking about me, then even the heavens are infinitely removed. You understand? So even the heavens, back to what I said, the heavens are also, also pasnish to look at. It's also infinitely removed from me. And if I'm present because I'm choosing to be present, then earth is as significant as heaven. That's Mitzarani Avaya. What's Shabbos? Shabbos is Memali is Oilin Soivif. What's that Memali is Oilin Soivif? There's no dissonance anymore. Memali suddenly says, This is who I am. I'm infinite. Memali is Oilin Soivif. What's that Memali is Oilin Soivif? The oil that throughout the week was Nesamsim, it was articulated, condensed, filtered, contracted, and restricted in an energy that could become the defined, finite reality of every, of every creature to the point where it's completely concealed in this world. On Shabbos, Memali is Eulah and Seviv. What says Memali is Eulah and Seviv? Memali, so to speak, he rests. What's that he rests? Vayichala lekim, no tzimtzum. No tzimtzum, I don't have to condense the energy. So what's the energy? The energy is me, it's infinity. There's oneness. All the malachas of Shabbos are a result of this. Toysfus asks a question, why Meseches Shabbos begins with carrying? Yitzhiyas HaShabbos. Carrying is the last one of the 39 Malachas. It should be at the end. It's also called Malacha Gru, which means it's the most inferior of Malachas. You're not really doing a change. When you cook, or when you make a fire, or when you write, you're making a change. Haitzah, you're just taking out a key from Shosech Der Shosedab. So the Rishonim discussed this at length. One of the reasons is because it's Malacha Gru, therefore you wanted to start with it. The Balatanya says, because Yitzhiya Shabbos represents all of Shabbos. Shabbos, the world is Rosh Hashayachit. That's Shabbos. 
taking God from Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim, or bringing in Rishus HaRabim to Rishus HaYochet, meaning acknowledging that there's two Rishuyas, spiritually speaking, that represents the ultimate Malach of Shabbos. That the world is not a Rishus HaYochet. There's two domains. Middle of the week, there is Mamalakalam. Huh? No, I don't mean... No, you have a Rishus HaRabim on Shabbos. You have a public domain. But the Nikud of taking out the Rishus HaYochet to Rishus HaRabim means... Spiritually, what it represents is not just taking out from this house to outside. It represents the idea that I'm taking out the Kedusha of Shabbos from Achdus into Rabbim. Taking a Rishusa Rabbim, where you feel the Rabbim, you, take a, you don't carry their Dalar You're right. Every Malach of Shabbos is the Sinyan. L'mashal. You're not let us sew on Shabbos. Why not? Imagine you tell your wife, I want to connect to you more. So she says, how? I'll tie a rope. We'll, 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 I'll tie you to me with a rope. And then what do you say? It's going to be, it's going to help the marriage. Why not? We just connected. <laughs> yeah. So that when you're sewing on Shabbos, that's the Indian. <laughs> Shabbos, the world is one. What are you being tied for? <laughs> the same is true with Beidr. You Beidr Psylus from Eichel. It's all being insensitive to the, to the core of Shabbos. So he says, So the whole world is energy. That's Pshat Bittl. What's Pshat Bittl? Mizbatle Meyesh Ayan. A whole week it's Yesh. And Shabbos, the world goes to Ayan. Vizel Pirish, Vayichulu Hashemayim Vaharetz. So everybody touches. The heaven and earth were finished. He says much deeper. The word Vayichulu comes from the word Kloisanefesh. Kloisanefesh means when the soul goes up and it expires actually. You say, he died, Nadavanaviyu died from Kloisanefesh. The word Kala, a bride, yeah? We say in Tehillim, Nichsefa Vagam. Kol sonafshi. What does kol sonafshi mean? My soul ended. What does it mean my soul ended? It means my soul ended, it, 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 it was subsumed in its source. Kloi sonafshi. Vayichulu ha-shamayim v'arz v'chol tzvom is the pshat. Shamayim and Eretz experienced the kloys of their nefesh. Shebeshabes ha-bebchines aliyu u-bitl. That's vayichulu. Not vayichulu, their work was complete. Vayichulu is they, they, Go into a state of Aliyah and Bittl, Vayichulu. That's Kloisa Nefesh. Like their soul goes up. Bemela, they're finished. Finished doesn't mean here their work was finished. Finished means they're finished. What do you mean they're finished? Not they're finished. Their separateness finishes. Their uptight as Mamali finishes. It's also Alpinigla that way. The word Shabbos is the same word like Hashbasa. By Pesach it says, Tashbisu. What does Tashbisu mean? Eliminate. What does Rashi say? Meseches Psachim. Dav Dalit. How do you know this Bittel Chametz? Anybody learned Meseches Psachim? From which word? Tashbisu. Tashbisu means Bittel. So literally, we touch Bittel means you nullify the Chametz. He says, no, that's Bittel. Bittel means the Yesh is bottled to the Ayin. That's Shabbos. That's Tashbisu. Tashbisu means you eliminate, you, you, uh, you challenge the facade of Yesh and you allow it to become one with Ayin. That's what that's what Bittel Chametz is. That's what Shabbos is. 
V'hainu machmas gilu yibchina soiv of kalalmin. Shaydez enim shechabitl. How does that happen? Because Shabbos is a gilu of soiv of ayichala lekin. Kanal binyan schar mitzvah mitzvah. Like we said before about schar mitzvah mitzvah, this, the greatest schar of the mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. The gilu of the bitl. The mitzvah is bitl, but the schar is the gilu of the bitl which comes from Hashem, Ayin Mamish. He spoke about the two stages of Bittl. The Bittl you can initiate, and the Bittl that has to be initiated, that you can't initiate. Right? That's the Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. But it's really the Mitzvah itself. He says, that's the idea of Shabbos. That's why every Shabbos is a shtikl, Yom Shekul Shabbos of Nuchelechai We'll continue Be'ez Hashem tomorrow. 745. Writing, yeah. When you really have to write, you got to bring it down. The writing articulates a certain energy from you. But the da'ayin, there's so much more. There's infinitely more. So Shabbos is the, that particular manifestation going back to its shayrish. Yeah. So the six days of creation is the way the Ein Soif articulates itself in a world. And everything is different and everything is separate. And on Shabbos, it goes back to the Ayin. That's why we don't do Malacha on Shabbos. Because every Malacha on Shabbos is changing the status of the world. That can only happen in Yesh, not in Ayin. When the world is in a state of Ayin, you don't change its status. You embrace it. So Shabbos, you would, you would think the opposite. Even you would, you would, you could think on Shabbos. Why do you have the separate creating the world larger? Yeah. In other words, yeah. even Shabbos, pleasure to have you physically, not just virtually. Yeah. In other words, Shabbos too. It's not like Shabbos. The world is not created. The world is created, right. but it's a different type of world. Right. Hey, the painting is there, and there's the colors and the lines, and it's all separate. And, but the background. What's 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 nirgish in it is the union of seiv not mamala. But it, and now it's the seiv after the mamala. Yeah, right? it's the mamala coming back to seiv. In a way, it's deeper. Before right. mamala, there's no mamala. Right. Yeah, you don't nullify the world on shops. Now there's no world. Right. There is a yeah, world, and everything continues. You can't take out of the rishos because right. The pshat is that the mamala. It becomes soiviv. It's not that there's no mamale anymore. He says aliyah samamale. That's what bittel is. Bittel is not there's no yesh. The yesh becomes a, an expression of ayin. You understand the difference? Yeah. Listen, we don't see again. If I'm writing for hours and hours and hours, and my hand is really working, yeah, and then I like allow my hand to come back to itself. When you look at my hand, you don't see the difference. Right? Maybe if you take an x-ray, but you look at the chitzonius of the hand, what's the difference? I was writing and I was... I don't see with my physical eyes the transformation of my hand resting, but it's happening. There's something happening, right? It's reclaiming itself. Even though you don't see it. Somebody who didn't know that I was writing for hours looks at my hand, they don't see a difference. Same is true with the world. On Shabbos, it's a different world, but when you look physically, you may not see any difference. Unless you see things in a deeper way. Hamachadish b'toy b'cholin ta'on ma'asebereshes is the chiddush Shabbos also. 
but the Bria that says in the Torah, the Bria Shabbos is not from Dibur, it's from Achshava. It's from Pneumius. Hashem creates the world on Shabbos too. But, the, but, but it's Havaya, it's not a Lekin. <laughs> so it doesn't create the world on Shabbos. If we wouldn't create the world, there would be no world. But the Bria is Havaya, not the Lekin. Vayichala Lekin. It's without symptom. That's why the food is different. You say it's a, it's a holy world on Shabbos. It's a Helen. It's a different Metzias. The Mitzvah Rebbe writes in one of his Maimonim that there was a doctor who testified that the doifik, the, 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 the pulse of a Jew on Shabbos is not like the pulse of a whole week. <laughs> the Mitzvah Rebbe writes in Teres Chaim, one of his Maimonim, he says, one of the greatest doctors testified to him. They said it was a doctor, it was called, I heard from the Biel Khan, his name was Dr. Haventhal. He's a big doctor in Russia, Belarus. He said that one of the big doctors testified that the pulse is different. There's a medrash. Say about the Beimayim Chaim, Reb Chaim Chenovitzer, that he was a kop hecha on Shabbos. He used to say it was physically that way. Right? Why? Because there's a shinui in the veld, there's a shinui in the person. But the question is where I am to be able, how much I could experience it viscerally. It's okay, that depends on... Uh, that's what he said earlier, that the davening of every day creates Shabbos. So, right? There's a Shabbos every day in davening. If I daven every day, so then when Shabbos comes, I have a Shabbos. If not, I also have Shabbos, but it's a different Shabbos. It's close hanefesh. Shemayim and Eretz experiencing ayin. Why? Because is briya yesh meyayin. On Shabbos is machin fun yesh tzirik tzayin. So that's a shutfus. So you're a partner. Hashem makes from you. Huh? Yeah, that's the vayichulu. If you toifes the vayichulu, so you become a partner. The Gemara says a Shabbos daf kuf yitas. You become a partner for, with Hashem. What's the partnership means? Fifty-fifty, real partnership. Where am I a partner? I'm just eating the gefilte fish. Where am I a partner? The shutfus is he made from from ayin yesh. You make from yesh ayin. <laughs> There's a fundraiser I know. He told me he only does fundraising on Shabbos. He's a very big fundraiser. I said, why? He says, Jews are different. Their hearts are open and their pockets are open. You can't get the check, but the pledges, he, he told me, only Shabbos, that everything else is a waste of time. It's so much less, it's not worth it. But to, to, to use other words, he says, the weekday they give me tzumim. And Shabbos, it's interesting. So you might say, people don't work, they're in a better mood, relax, better food, yeah, you sleep more. Okay, that's the Indian Chitsoini. But the Indian Pnimi is, yeah, Sunday a lot of people. Sunday a lot of people don't work either. It's not the same. It's also more relaxed. It's also in the Shabbos. Sunday. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.